You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, the only place where drums are replaced by boots and cats. At the top of the hour this hour, when anthems go awry. At the Major League Baseball All-Star Game in San Diego on July 12th, the Canadian National Anthem was sung by an a cappella group, the Tenors. That's the good news. The story takes a turn, though, when group member and co-founder Remigio Pereira decided to sing alternate lyrics for the anthem, inserting a political message and holding up a small handmade sign at the same time. Needless to say, Pereira's groupmates were surprised and unhappy, as were Canadians expecting their anthem and, well, lots of others. In the aftermath, he's been benched from the group until further notice, and acapella is back in the mainstream news. Um, yay? Hello, Acaville fans. Welcome to Tacapella. This is Acaville Radio's weekly talk show. I'm your host, John Lambus, and today I'm joined by a friend of mine who is a fantastic vocal percussionist, Leah Kelly. Hello. Hi, Leah. Thanks so much for coming on the show. No problem. All right. So basically, Leah's really good at beatboxing, and I don't know anything about it. And a big part of Tacapella is getting people to talk about things. Sometimes the episodes are more interview-esque, sometimes they're more podcasty. This is the one where Leah is going to give us a bit of a knowledge dump, and I'm going to quiz her and prod at her brain and learn as much as I can about beatboxing in the hour we have. So, Leah, could you just tell us, before we get into it, just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I got kind of involved in acapella this summer going into college, and then I joined what she said, uh, which is the University of Puget Sound's treble acapella group during the fall of my sophomore year. Um, and it was the best decision I ever made to try out mm-hmm. and audition for them. Um, and now I sing for them and then I also beatbox. I kind of do kind of half and half for each concert. Um, and then I am now going to be the new president of what she said this coming Ooh, year. One in a landslide <laughs> election, I'm sure. So could you tell us how you got your start beatboxing? Because I just, again, I can't emphasize enough that I don't know anything about it. And I, and it's such an integral part of acapella and acapella culture. And I just, I remember hearing you at one of the concerts and I was like, oh my gosh, holy crap. Well, actually, <laughs> before we even start, would you mind giving us a little sample of your beatboxing skills? Sure, putting me on the spot. <laughs> I, that's exactly, I did not tell her she had to do this. Just go for it. Three, two, one, go. That's pretty good. I, Thank you. I, um, so, Leah, how did you start beatboxing? Um, it was the summer before I came to college, which is, like I said, when I got mm-hmm. involved in acapella. Um, and the group I was singing with, just we really needed a beat, needed a beatboxer um, for some of our songs. And so I just said, I'll do it. But I had no <laughs> clue how to do it. So it just turned into the summer of me driving in my car, making really weird sounds until they actually started to sound Okay. (laughs) And that's how I started. I think in the past three years, I've really improved a lot just because I've been doing it so regularly with what she said. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's one of those things that I think 
honestly anyone can learn how to do. It's just a matter of allowing yourself to sound kind of silly in the beginning and yeah. honestly throughout while, when you're trying to learn new sounds. So you said you learned by just doing and listening. There, were there any beatboxers in particular who you listened to to try and learn how to sound? Anyone you tried to emulate? So, okay, so when I was in high school, um, I had been kind of teaching myself how to play the drums for like a lot of years before high school. And then um, I think my junior year of high school, I took a couple lessons from the ceramics teacher at my school. Who also <laughs> The ceramics teacher teach. taught you drums? Yes, he was also an awesome drummer. That's so, so cool. Yeah, I took a couple lessons with him and he kind of, when he would be teaching me a new beat to learn on the drum, um, he would say, you can't play it un until you sing it. So he would sit there uh -huh. and kind of beatbox the beat that I would be drumming and then kind of tell me to do it too. And he would say, you know, you don't have to Whoa. sound like a beatboxer, just kind of like he would say like chuka 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 or something <laughs> like that. Um, so that I think kind of got that kind of mentality in my head early on. Um, that makes so much and like, sense. I think that's where I really have like the roots of beatboxing and kind of being able to come up with a beat and then kind of vocalize it as well. Mm -hmm. Because as once I could sing it, once I could kind of sing it as he would, uh, as he would call it, then I could kind of more easily figure out the coordination of drumming it. So then, when I started to learn how to beatbox, I guess I kind of listened to just college acapella groups because professional ones. I knew that I would get frustrated if I wasn't able to sound like them, and of course yeah. I was able to. So I would listen to like. Um, more college acapella groups, not really famous ones, to kind of just gauge how people were making those sounds and this, and then just kind of went about it through a trial and error. Yeah, I think that's how, from what I understand, that's kind of how a lot of people learn because there's not like, it's not like singing where, okay, I'm going to go take singing lessons to learn how to sing. There's not like beatbox teachers. I mean, none that I've encountered. And I think that says something about, I mean, I think it's harder to become a beatboxer than a singer because I don't think there's that built-in framework or... Um, kind of structure for us to take advantage of. So I think I think that makes a lot of sense. You teach yourself or you teach from, you learn by doing rather than learn by being taught in a sense, right. a lot of self-teaching. So would you mind, Leah, kind of possibly taking us through some of the basic sounds of beatboxing? Because I know like certain sounds are supposed to emulate certain instruments and mm -hmm. I've never really understood that. And I would love to, I'd love to know. Sure, I actually, Yesterday, I was teach. I taught a little beatboxing session for uh, like a musical theater camp. So what? Uh, oh, I wish yeah. I had come. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess like the most kind of generic thing that I think everyone knows in terms of beatboxing is like the boots and cats sort yeah. of. Um, so I kind of like to start there just because it's you already know the rhythm So mm -hmm. you don't even have to teach that it's just about teaching the sounds So I guess for the first one it would be like the boots for that beat, but it's kind of the bass drum, right? Yeah. So for that it's the Sound and I think I actually use a lot of like singing technique when I do that sound so oh, I kind okay. of um, To create kind of like that deep sound I kind of just like raise my soft palate as you would if you were um, singing like mm -hmm. a tall vowel um, and that creates a lot of space in your mouth which kind of allows for a deeper sound I think it's kind of oh. like when you tighten a drum or something like that kind of the bigger the drum the deeper it is yeah and then when you do that and close your lips it already kind of puts your mouth in the position to make that sound and then oh, it's God, just I tried to do it that sounded yeah, no, it sounded good like I can't yeah. I can't I not really but <laughs> <laughs> no it's and that's the thing is like 
at first you'll be making like all of these weird sounds and spitting all over the place. But like eventually as you practice, it'll um, work a lot more. And you're using a lot of your facial, your kind of cheek muscles, yeah. a lot of muscles in your face with that sound because it's all about keeping all of those muscles really tight. Mm -hmm. So that when you release air, it's very sharp and it's very crisp and it's, you know, you're not blowing air out. It's more just you're releasing your lips really quickly. Mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, I have, I played trombone. So I always try to, I always end up <laughs> buzzing my lips instead of making that right. sound. Okay. So that's the, that's the boots, right? The boots. Okay. And what's, then what's next? The next would be the and, which is really okay. the t -t 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 sound. It's the hi-hat. Okay. Um, another way you can think about this is how I describe it is you're saying boots and cats without any vowels, right? Uh, so oh, yeah, yeah, Right? So mm. for the sound, pretend you're saying it's, but you're just saying the T and the S at the end. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and for that, like, you can, then there, you can get into like the open or closed tie hat. For the closed tie hat, it's more just you focus on the T sound just mm -hmm. the t and then for an open hi-hat you add the s so it's t -t 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 -t. okay okay yeah. cool and then the cat so the cats is actually i like if you listen to kind of beatboxing tutorials or whatever i actually do the uh snare which is what the cats is wrong um oh. most people do an inward sound it's kind of a chance for people to breathe so that will sound like and oh. so for Okay. It, yeah, it's more of an inward sound, but I like to do, for me, it's easier to do an outward sound because it's sharper for me. So yeah. I go <laughs> instead. And so for that, yeah, it's almost like a K sound, but with kind of like an R at the end to kind of make it uh, sharp. So it's <laughs> And I'd imagine it doing an exhaling K there, that's easier to keep the airflow going rather than interrupting it too much by going in then you have to redirect right. the airflow is that right yeah and I think for me like I sneak breaths in mm -hmm. and like when I'm when I'm make changing my mouth position or something to do a new sound I almost just like do a silent sneak breath in. Mm. like when I'm changing my mouth or doing some something like that I find little opportunities and it's almost just natural at this point it's kind of just become like breathing mm -hmm. when I'm talking so that it doesn't interrupt the beat and it's kind of just like little catch breaths which Gotcha. You know, it might not be like the easiest thing, but I think it's something that you kind of adapt to. Okay. So then do you ever make the breath in like part of the sound? Like, is there like a, mm -hmm. is that like a yeah. thing? For some songs that we've done, like breathing can be a sound in and of itself, right? Okay. Um, there was, what was it? I had like, it was a rhythm and one of the sounds that I did in it was a breath. So it was like. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, so it's that's so like, cool. And like, so you can make it, uh, make a breath into a sound um, pretty easily. It just depends on whether or not it fits with that song. Yeah. So for example, I wouldn't do a breathing sound for a more, uh, like a kind of classic rock song. Uh -huh. You know, like it wouldn't yeah. be fitting. Probably more alternative is where that right, would fit exactly. in. Right, exactly. Yeah, and there's ac actually also for the sound, you can also do like a lighter snare. So that would just be like... Okay, like it's a drier sound. Mm -hmm. So that might be like a drummer who, like they use this sound a lot in kind of like jazz where they lay the stick down on the snare and tap oh, it on the side. Okay. Um, so that's kind of like the sound. That's so interesting that yours comes from, you actually like base it off like drums, like mm -hmm. in knowing which part of the drums are. I mean, I think I'm sure a lot of beatboxers do that, but I know 
like when I tried to learn years ago, just the very basics, like I didn't try and replicate drums. I just tried to replicate other beatboxers. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if like eventually it gets just too far away from that and it just doesn't sound like drums and it just sounds like vocal percussion in a sense. Yeah. Um, so that's cool that you keep it really grounded that way. Okay, let's hear that one more time. The <laughs> boots like and cats? Yeah, I feel like we're making like a workout instructional video or something. <laughs> For your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the boots and cats would be like, And then you could, you know, do so you could change that up and be kind of go like, you know, um, yeah. and kind of bring in all the different modifications of those different sounds to make it sound more interesting and authentic mm-hmm. to what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm wondering, uh, what are like some of the more advanced techniques those seem like i always hear the boots and cats are like basics that's your uh framework i'm wondering what's or maybe just stuff unique to you or your favorite like really out there really crazy stuff that you do yeah um well i definitely have like my favorite sound to kind of put in um is like a hi-hat but it's rolled so okay oh yeah i've heard you do that Oh, uh-huh. okay. How do you how, like? How do you do that with your mouth? Well, I actually. So I guess it's because I could never roll my R's ever. Yeah. And I whenever I would try, like that's the sound that would come out. Oh. Um, and so I kind of just I was sitting there in the car one day, and I was like, wait, I could totally use that for beatboxing. Um, <laughs> and for that, oh. like I'll do different things. So for example, I might do like a drum roll kind of into a. Uh, chorus or something and to kind of create like that big sound right before it goes into the chorus so for example carry on my wayward son mm-hmm. right before it would go into the big chorus i would go and then Ooh. it kind of you know you can modify it or with kind of electronic sounds i might like vocalize behind it mm-hmm. so i'll go or something like that <laughs> wait please do that one again yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's like a car revving right like kind of an electric more sound uh that can kind of be like part of a drop or something like that so i think that's probably like my favorite one Uh uh, because there's so much you can do with it and uh it's something that like i think a lot of beatboxers have sounds that like they are pretty unique to them so that's one that i think uh is kind of unique to me and that Mm -hmm. like it was just i stumbled upon it randomly you know oh that's so cool Uh, and then there's other song like others. I like to vocalize sometimes behind uh, different rhythms, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, for the bass, you can kind of vocalize that by instead of just going, you can go like mm. something like that, um, which gives it a little bit more depth. And for certain songs, you know, maybe not the whole time, but kind of going like. something mm-hmm. that um, oh okay the beat a little bit yeah oh man i'm just i feel like this whole thing's <laughs> gonna be like i'm gonna look at the audacity file for this and it's gonna be doing all this talk and then me going yeah oh cool <laughs> <laughs> i have very little to add because i don't know it oh that's so awesome so Leah, you talked about vocalizing while beatboxing and i'm wondering mm-hmm. like could you explain that possibly a little more or just like explain some more examples of that. Cause I, I think a lot of people just assume that you can only do one or the other or one mm-hmm. or the other at the same, you can't do both at the same time. And right. I would love to disprove that myth and like, <laughs> know how 
that works because I've I've tried I, again I can't do any of this stuff but I've seen my friends who I, I I had someone tell me like no you can't beatbox and sing at the same time and then obviously I've seen people do it so right it's, um, what do you know physically what's happening and how that works yeah I think that um, in a like when you're singing for example like there's natural breaks in your uh like in the line that you're singing or the lyrics that Mm -hmm. you're singing and i think that if you want it to like for example like i'll take like sweater weather sometimes and i'll do this where like i'll kind of beatbox and sing it at the same time and like yes it doesn't sound like the best but it's pretty fun (laughs) whereas um (laughs) then you'll have like for example my acapella group we did this song called butterfly woman And so the lyric, I was, the plan was for me to kind of sing with the group in the beginning and then beatbox the second half. Um, And we had, it's kind of a really interesting song um, and it's very rhythmic in nature, even Mm -hmm. the singing parts as well. So like the originally it was kind of just the alto two line, which is what I sing was kind of like that. Oh yeah. Um, But then what we were like, it kind of, we want it to sound more rhythmic. And so I was like, what if, you know, we added some kind of clicking and beatboxing to that. So it Ooh. kind of altered into which kind of creates a really cool, um, like offbeat within it yeah. um, and creates like a really interesting rhythm. Um, so that's like an example of when, we kind of used beatboxing, not necessarily in its like very like more generic form, mm-hmm. and kind of made it into something that worked better with the song. So we're actually going to take a listen to that song right now once we get back from our break. So this is Butterfly Woman, originally by Sheik Gamin. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, <laughs> almost, yes. <laughs> and the sosas on this are Lorraine Oil and Caitlin Kerwin. You're listening to Tacapella with guest Leah Kelly and host John Lampus. And we're going to be right back after this quick break, and we'll hear Butterfly Woman. You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, giving listeners worldwide something to sing about.
And welcome back to Tacapella. Hey everyone, we just listened to Butterfly Woman that was performed by what she said, the treble group from University of Puget Sound, my uh, alma mater and Leah's current mater. What I mean, is there like an equivalent of alma mater for someone who's like currently there? I don't know if there is. My current mater. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like my alma mater and Leah's mater. Like that just sounds a little strange. So yes, so that was what she said, a group that has been featured on here before. And we're going to talk now about, I think that showcased exactly what you were talking about, Leah, before the break about vocalizing while singing. And I think that kind of leads us into a interesting topic about the beatbox are not just, you know, first part we talked about the very basics, like this is a hi-hat, blah, blah, blah. But I'd love to talk about the beatboxer's role within the group. And I'd love to bring up, um, basically, you know, I listen to a lot of acapella. I'd Mm -hmm. be a little weird if I didn't because I'm on this station. And, (laughs) you know, sometimes I'm listening and then I'll I'll listen to original tunes and then I'll listen to their acapella covers and I'll listen back to back. And, you know, usually on recorded tracks, whether it's rock or pop or anything, the percussion Mm -hmm. is very loud. It's in your face and it's really driving it and sometimes i feel um definitely not all the time but sometimes i feel there was a recording by a group who will remain unnamed um it's no one we know (laughs) um but it just sounded like it it, and the beatboxing was fine but it just seemed it was pretty quiet and it just felt like almost the beatboxing's there because that's what you have in an acapella group not and it didn't feel like it was part of the inst- of like the natural instrumentation and it didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was driving it. It just was like, oh yeah, there's beatboxing in this. And that made me think about a time, I think pretty much one of the only performances you and I have done together, Leah. Mm-hmm. And that was when in the fall at the big acapella extravaganza, I was like, hey, let's, we did, um, so my group, the Timbermen, uh, I talk about them every episode. So hopefully listeners know who they <laughs> are. Um, basically, you know, we decided to and leah of course knows all this we decided okay we're gonna do make a man out of you from mulan and i was like we have a guest artist every semester i was like well let's have all the beatboxers from the other groups because we had our own beatboxer Mm -hmm. but he wanted to sing on that one so what we did we had three beatboxers to like a big kind of drum chorus thing and i um listened to that and just even when we ran through it once i was like whoa that's i mean i it felt completely different than any other song I had ever done. Let's actually take a quick listen to that. When listening to that and when performing that, it just felt like there was a huge drive in that the balance. This is something Mm -hmm. I talked way back on episode one. The balance was felt way more appropriate in regards to like I didn't feel like the beatboxers were just there to like kind of keep us moving it felt like this is this is like 30% to like 50% of the sound being created right now and it gave the whole thing a ton of musical energy and forward momentum that I was just like why don't they do this all the time like why don't we always (laughs) have like three to four beatboxers on like every tune especially like I don't know I'll hear like big rock songs or something and it's just like someone going and it's you know it's great but it's mm-hmm. it's it can't balance with you know especially if it's a big group and like a rock and a soloist it can't it doesn't reinforce it and it just kind of hangs out but i feel like if you had a larger group of beatboxers like we did it just creates this insane powerhouse and i'd love to hear your thoughts leah because that's that's been basically my philosophy now ever since <laughs> we did that performance i was like there should be like 50 beatboxers on everything um, <laughs> and i'm wondering kind of because I remember you guys like divided it up or whatever. Some person, mm-hmm. some people did like 
the uh, you know I don't even remember what everyone did, but there was yeah. it was you guys. There were three beatboxes, and you divided up really well. And I'm, I'd love to hear how you created that sound. Yeah, I think that for that song, because I think that was the first time for me, at least, that I had ever done beatboxing like not just on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really interesting because at first the idea like was okay, everyone will do their own drum. So one person will do bass, one person will do snare, and one person will do uh, hi-hat. And I think we realized very quickly, like, that is not going to work, you know? <laughs> um, like, that is not the point. And then um, we ended up, we would each kind of take a different part of, because you're right, for that song, I think it worked really well because drums are so present in that song. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were all able to take um, different parts of the song. So for example, one person kind of focused more on like the kind of, uh, war marching Mm -hmm. kind of beat of it. One person took more of like the rock portion beat of it. And so because of that, all of the beats were able to really overlap really well over one another. And that was really exciting. Um, and, but I think that as I, and I think it worked really well for that song. But mm-hmm. I think one of my kind of like quos, I guess, with beatboxing <laughs> is I think that sometimes it distracts from the music. Um, for me, like acapella is about like the vocal quality, right? When I listen mm-hmm. to a group, I kind of ignore the beatboxer at first and I listen directly to what oh, the group so is doing. Um, because to me, that's what I'm really looking for is like a group that can sing well together, blend well together and do really interesting things with uh, their covers or their original songs or whatever they're singing. Um, And then for me, the beatboxing should be there as a reinforcer of that. Like you said, like something to drive it along. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes I think that the beatboxing distracts from that and so I really my favorite groups are groups where the beatboxing is definitely there it's a strong presence and you know that you know the group might sound different without it and that it might the arrangement might not be quite as exciting or quite as powerful Mm -hmm. um and but the beatboxer doesn't distract from that really good quality sound that they're making gotcha that's really I feel like well, that's awesome because I feel like it's a lot of <laughs> that's a perspective maybe maybe other beatboxers don't share or maybe it's no that makes a lot of sense because yes again mm-hmm. this is acapella it's not acapella and beatboxing and I think there's right yeah you know what that's a really point that is a really good middle ground than me just being mm-hmm. like group full of beatboxers and one singer um, no I think beatboxing yeah. like really cool I think it's a <laughs> like it's something it's something that I love to do because it allows me to add to a cover or a, you know, a song that we're singing in a way that I can bring my own creativity into it and I can kind of add my own spin. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, it's always something that like, for me, just as an individual, because I love to sing, like, that's why I got involved in acapella. Mm -hmm. Um, And because that vocal sound is so important to me, that I think as a beatboxer, that's something that I'm always very trying to be very cognizant of is, is this going to add to the arrangement or distract from it and kind of finding that middle ground. That's really cool. And that's what you felt you found when, uh, in uh, Make a Man. Yeah, I think that for that song, especially like the three boxers, three boxers, three beatboxers, <laughs> <laughs> the three beatboxers, we worked really well together to kind of mm-hmm. create like that authentic sound from the song. But I think that those three, like, that the three of us uh, beatboxing for um, can't take my eyes off of you, which <laughs> that what she would be, said, like oh, that would not work, you no, know, because not. 
for that kind of song, it's much more simple. And the sound quality is what's really important in that song rather than, and then the beatboxing kind of adds to it by moving the arrangement along. Yeah. Not necessarily being like the engine, but being, I've been using a lot of car metaphors on this show, (laughs) but like being, being something that helps move it along, but not necessarily the driving force, the driving force being the music and the singing. Cool. That's a really good opinion, Leah. That is very well developed and (laughs) defended. Um, So I guess now getting into kind of more specifically about being a beatboxer in a group, I wonder, Mm -hmm. so let's, let's take, can't take my eyes off of you. That's a song you did and you beatboxed on it, right? Right. How do rehearsals work? Do you, when does the beatboxer come in? Like in terms of when people are learning their notes and stuff Mm -hmm. or how I'm, cause you know, sight read a lot and sight read in acapella groups and I've had to go great and I've had to go bad and it's I'm wondering when you put on that layer because sometimes for us we wouldn't put the beatboxing on till we had a good sense of our notes and I'm wondering what Mm -hmm. you guys did well what so for the group there's kind of an emphasis that like for me is the there's not another beatboxer right now in the group um you know hopefully (laughs) that we're I think every year you know we're always you're always kind of looking for someone who can kind of fill that role as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but for my role in the group, it's like I'm I sing within the group and then like that's the like that's the important part is that like I'm a member of the group and I sing with the group. And mm-hmm. then for songs that need beatboxing, then I beatbox. So it's kind of like the uh, I'm the beatboxer for the group, but the singing part is what is more important. So I think uh, because of that emphasis that we put on it is that like, you know, for us, the emphasis is the singing and then the beatboxing comes after. So mm-hmm. all we learn by sight reading. Um, so we'll sight read a, an arrangement and then go back and kind of plunk out the parts that are more difficult for everyone and kind mm-hmm. of go over those difficult parts. Um, so through that, like I'll learn uh, the alto two line, which is what I sing. Mm-hmm. I think I said that already. <laughs> yeah, <it's fine>. um, <laughs> so I'll learn the alto two line. So usually for all of the songs like I still know the parts so I'll learn mm. the full alto two oh, line and okay. then after because for example butterfly woman I we decided I'm not going to beatbox the whole thing I'm just going to sing half of it and beatbox the other so if I didn't take that time to learn then I couldn't you know really add to the vocal yeah. part yeah oh that makes a, that's that makes a lot of sense cuz yeah. it, it was different for Timberman when we did it because we had you know five singers than one who would beatbox Mm -hmm. so everyone had their own part and it would like if he learned like the tenor one part along with it and then beatbox it would throw off our balance a lot but like when we're just trying to sing through it but ah, that makes a lot of sense because you get a sense of how the song actually goes and you get in the texture as a singer and then you kind of you get that internalized you understand if you can sing the song you can beatbox to it oh man that's really cool (laughs) no it's it's definitely fun because then you also really get to know the arrangement a lot better i think until Mm. you you know you can listen to it on muse score or kind of listen to the group but when you sing it you kind of get a sense of okay so when this sound happens here this other part is doing this and because of that and like the feeling that you kind of get for the arrangement when you're singing it it allows me at least it's really helpful in creating the beats or the rhythms that I'm going to do for that song because then I can really uh, think to myself, well, this part, like the, you know, sop ones are really highlighted here. So I should do something more simplified there yeah. so that they can come out there or, you know, something like that. That makes perfect sense. So basically, 
you you do learn parts that you will not necessarily sing in the concert, mm-hmm. but it's uh that's how you learn how to do the beatboxing the best you can. Oh, right. Well, that's an awesome way to do it. That's that's <laughs> great. That is great, Leah. That just makes me as a <laughs> music you, guy Don. really happy that that's what you do. Awesome. <laughs> so what I'd love to talk about next, Leah, is really something I know absolutely nothing about. I can't stress that enough. Okay. In this is like beatboxing technology because we'd had like a we you and I talked way before about like beatboxing mics one time and I was like and I think you were like you know I don't even like using the quote-unquote beatboxing mic or whatever I'm wondering what kind of technology what kind of microphones or when you don't have a microphone how does what's Mm -hmm. what's your approach what do you do in regards like okay we have a performance and we're in like a big space or we're in a small space right what's your game plan for using technology when beatboxing uh, when we figure out where we're going to perform, I usually like to figure out how many mics, if any, we'll have. Oh, yeah. um, and so, for example, a lot of the times they'll just say, yeah, we'll have two mics for you. And so for us, in that case, it's great. We have the soloist has a mic and then I'll use a mic. Or um, and in that case, then I have to remember and plan. OK, so the group's not going to have a mic, so I'm going to hold the mic, you know, further away so that mm-hmm. I don't overpower the group in that, you know, in that big space or that small space, wherever we're singing. Um, and then but sometimes, of course, you know, the whole group is mic'd, which is great at our big performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the performances that there aren't any mics. And so those are fun <laughs> <laughs> because um, the beatboxing will definitely get overpowered by the group. Um, so usually what I'll do for that is instead of, um, especially if like it's a song where the beatboxing is really integral to kind of moving the arrangement along, Mm -hmm. um, I'll vocalize more. So instead of just Uh. doing that, you know, that more simple sound that the mic really picks up and it sounds great on a mic, you know, that sound is not heard when Mm -hmm. the whole group is singing. So for that, I'll go or something like that and to kind of really accent it so that the audience might be able to hear it. Yeah. It's definitely more vocally tiring. It's a lot harder on your voice. So I won't do that, you know, when we have our big performance or something mm-hmm. coming up, I'll do it if we have one performance and then nothing for a week or something. Okay. Um, yeah. So it just it kind of depends on the space that I'm in. And yeah, like you were saying, the, you were talking about mics. And so for me, I don't really like using the kind of quote unquote beatboxing mic. Um, and actually another beatboxer on campus doesn't really like to use it either. Um, because what I've found with it is that it doesn't pick up those vocalizations. So for that wow. sound, that's like that one, it won't, mm-hmm. it will only pick up that and not that vocalization. Uh. behind it. Um, and so I like having just a regular mic that the whole group is using, like a soloist mic, mm-hmm. um, because one, it's focused on my sound, so it's not necessarily going to pick up the sounds next to me that the other groups are, mm-hmm. you know, like the more the group mics are picking up. Um, and it will instead allow me to really vocalize or do different things, and it picks up the little things, which I like. So when I yeah. use a breath as a sound, it'll pick that up. Um, so that's okay. my preference. But every beatboxer is different. Yeah. And I know um, that's really interesting. So the, there are like, quote unquote, because I, I think the beatboxing mic we're talking about, it was like a small kind of red one or whatever. It was very tiny. Right. And it's very easy to hold in your hand. Yeah. Oh, okay. So is that like, so is that like a microphone specifically made for beatboxing? I believe so. Okay. Um, 
I know, like, the groups have been using it for a while now, I think. Gotcha. Um, and I think that it's just more focused on picking up, like, those percussive sounds. Gotcha. Um, and that, make, that and makes sense. And then it's sense, also very, like, easy to hold in your hand close up to your mouth. Yeah. Um, okay. That makes sense in theory, but I can understand as the art of beatboxing has gotten, you know, more and more intertwined with actual localizations that it, <laughs> it might not be the most, the tool that works for you the best. Uh, right. And then I've also wondered, so, like do you this is gonna sound so stupid like do you put like your hand kind of over like your mouth and the um mic to like create like an like kind of a chamber in a sense do you know what i'm talking about because i've seen people right. do that um i don't i think i think people i don't really know i don't honestly i'm not sure why people do that i just <laughs> okay. never i just never started to do it and sometimes i'll hold the mic with two mics hands if it's a long concert and i'm tired (laughs) or hold the mic with two hands Uh uh, because the concert's long or something or i'm switching hands but for me i kind of i use one of my hands to kind of keep a rhythm Mm. um and then my other hand to hold the mic so for me it's just i just use one and the other one is keeping a rhythm or kind of helping if i notice that perhaps like the rhythm or like the tempo of the song is slowing down i might kind of indicate my hand also might indicate that every once in a while oh that makes a lot of sense so do you use your right hand to hold the mic and then the left to like occasionally semi-conduct if you need to yeah i wouldn't i just noticed that like sometimes i'll be in rehearsals we'll sit there and we'll be like this part of the song kind of slows down a little bit and Mm -hmm. so i think that Honestly, for me, like my hand is just for me because that way I can remember don't mm. necessarily slow down here, but like maintain that tempo to keep the group moving forward. Okay, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Okay, so we're going to take that's really cool, Leah. Like that makes that's I'm learning way more than I've ever learned in like a talk <laughs> episode. I'm going to listen to this later just for like my own sake. Um, <laughs> so we're going to take another little break here and we're going to be listening to a song that Leah chose for this and it's called work song and it's originally by hosier and this is covered by the melodors melodors acapella so we're gonna get, have a quick little break hear that and we'll be right back here on acapella on our beatboxing episode you're listening to community supported acaville radio streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org acaville where vocal music is our forte but he's working on empty is that the kind of way to face the burning heat just think about my baby I'm so full of love that I could barely eat There's nothing sweeter than my baby I never want once from the cherry tree Cause my baby's sweet as can be She give me toothaches just from kissing me And when my Time comes around, lay me gently in the cold dark earth. No grave can hold my body down. I'll go home to her. 
And boys, when my baby found me, and I was three days on a drunken sin, I woke up with the walls around me, and nothing in a room but an empty crib. And I was burning up a fever. I didn't care much how long I lived. But I swear I thought I dreamed her. She never asked me once about the wrong I did. And when my time comes around, lay me gently in the cold, dark earth. No grave can hold my body down. I go home to. And I was kissing on my baby And then she put the love down soft and sweet And in the low light I was free Cause heaven and hell were words to me, no And when my time comes around Lay me gently in the cold dark earth no grave can hold my body down I'll go home to her And when my time comes around Lay me gently in the cold dark earth And no grave can hold my body down I'll go home to her so we just listened to Work Song, sung by the Melodors, originally by Hosier, again, host John Lampus with guest Leah Kelly, the beatboxer on, well, it's, it's the beatboxing episode, so that's it's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. So Leah, what I love to talk about is, so I, my very brief foray into beatboxing freshman year of uh, mm-hmm. college, uh, we did Blackbird, the King Singers version in the big choir, and I just had to go, I just had to have a steady little just kind of ticking going just on the beat very simple throughout the whole Mm -hmm. thing and i struggled with it for two main reasons and um everyone got really mad at me because i was really i i think i can keep a beat pretty well in my like when i'm singing but i struggled with this and one i got nervous when i'm the only one making a certain sound and Mm -hmm. like it was it was a little nerve-wracking and like i'm i felt so exposed and i'm wondering if you ever feel that way when you're like the only one beatboxing because you i mean i feel like there's a certain level of confidence and like i don't know like prowess and um yeah confidence in yourself to get out there and be you know it's you're it's like you're soloing you're the only one doing that thing unless you're doing kind of multi-part um which we had an example of earlier so Mm -hmm. i'm kind of wondering like how do you keep the nerves away and how do you approach that um as opposed to like when you're singing a solo or something like that because i feel like they're not too different because again you're the only one doing it right I think that like especially in the beginning when I was beatboxing I would get a lot more nervous um just I think as anyone who performs in front of people will you know especially like somebody who sings all the time on their own in front of people uh is going to be a lot probably less nervous two years after they've been doing it for a while Mm -hmm. um but I think that it is something that the way I see it is like, it's kind of like, I'm, I kind of envision it kind of like, like the drumming lens, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Such a liberal arts term. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that I, because I, you know, drummed and everything um, earlier on, that kind of mindset has allowed me to kind of maintain a beat because that's how mm. I approach music is through rhythm. Um, you know, when I'm learning a song, I'm much more focused on am I getting the rhythm right before or am I getting the notes right? Um, gotcha. Because to me, it's like once you get the rhythm and that's kind of like ingrained in you and you can kind of do it without thinking, then the for me, when I learn the notes and everything, then I can focus on that once I have the rhythm down. Um, and I think the same goes when I'm beatboxing, like the rhythm of a song, it just kind of becomes second nature. So then it's almost like I don't even think about it when I'm doing it, um, when I'm beatboxing and I just have to remember, oh yeah, I'm going to switch to this for the chorus and I'm going to do this at this point. Um, and once you kind of get comfortable with a song, like I'll notice I'm way more nervous on songs that I'm not as confident about Mm -hmm. uh, the rhythm. Um, but once I kind of know the song really well and it just kind of just becomes a part of you and I definitely, if, uh, you've seen video or you've seen the concerts, John, um, mm-hmm. I move a lot. <laughs> yeah, <you do>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is just me. That's me keeping the beat. Um, you know, like I'll do, I do this weird thing where I kind of rock back and forth or I move my <laughs> hand and, all of that I've noticed, like I'll look at that and I'm like, what am I doing? Because <laughs> I don't even realize I'm doing it. And then I realize, oh, like that's the bass drum when I'm moving my foot or like that's oh. the hi-hat with my hand. Um, and so it just kind of like becomes a whole part of you. You get like, it in your body. Oh, that right. makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. And, oh, man, I wish I had done that when I was screwing up everywhere <laughs> freshman year. Okay, cool. And then – The other reason I think I did, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And then the follow-up question is the second reason I struggled. And this kind of comes into, this kind of, I think you can parallel it with singing in a sense. So like, I'm sure you've heard Leah before, um, like you want to put, like, let's say you're saying the word like cat, like, Mm -hmm. and it's just on the beat, um, or singing the word cat. You want to put the k just a little bit before the beat. So you get the ah, you get the vowel, your actual singing on the downbeat. So cat. Mm Um, and I'm wondering what something that I kind of struggled with when I was doing this Blackbird thing, like I, I didn't know whether to do t- t- doing the more, I don't know, I think it's the drier hi-hat or mm-hmm. t- 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 and um, one I found, I wish was kind of out of shape, but I wasn't sure like uh, for some of them, especially when I did the t- 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 I found that I needed to um, start it. I needed to start the physical process of getting that ready I mean, obviously, you don't just do it like right when it becomes, but I had to right. really get that ready ahead of time and start to like get it out a decent amount of time before I actually wanted the mm-hmm. sound to come out. And so that was this weird sense of like being ahead of the beat because with singing, I think it's easier unless you're doing some really crazy French consonant, I don't know, or Swahili. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you're not usually that ahead of the beat. You're just enough. But for beatboxing or just the little bit I did, I had to really be ahead of it. I think that might've just been more because I didn't know what I was doing. But I'm wondering if you've ever felt that because for me, it was very, it was an arrhythmic kind of approach I had to take and trying to be so far ahead of it. I felt like I was half a beat ahead just to stay on. Um, The way I think about it is with singing, for example, if you're singing like a drone or if you're honestly anything with singing in acapella because it's all about you know really maintaining your pitch Mm -hmm. you know how you always try and think 
just a little bit higher, just mm-hmm. a little bit higher so you don't start to fall flat, especially throughout a song that you're tired on. Yeah. So I kind of go with beatboxing in that mentality is, you know, I need to make sure it's very easy, especially for a beatboxing heavy song. Um, when you're, you get really tired towards the end or halfway through, you want to slow down mm-hmm. um, or a song that's really fast. You want to slow down. So for me, like it's, I maintain it in my, my kind of body. Mm-hmm. And so I notice myself kind of saying, Oh, I feel like I'm slowing down a little bit. And then really kind of trying to stay ahead of it the same way that you kind of stay ahead of falling flat on a note is really oh. like having that like it's just like that kind of mental like stretching almost is how I yeah kind of no that makes sense envision it is like stretching you know you're thinking to yourself oh I need to go a little higher like just maintain a little bit higher so that I maintain the actual pitch that I want to stay at ah yeah it's kind of that makes like a, a lot of bit sense faster so that I actually go at the tempo that I need to go at oh that's really cool Ryan I'm learning so much okay <laughs> man I just wish I could tell past 18 year old John all this stuff okay <laughs> cool no that makes a lot of sense I love the parallels between beatboxing and singing and I, I think the stuff you're saying that we're discussing it says a lot for you know beatboxers in contemporary culture I feel like it's really easy sometimes mm-hmm. for people to draw the line or like um, between like I'm the beatbox of the group, I'm not really part of the group. I'm just the beatbox or whatever. And I've, mm-hmm. I was in, I was auditioning someone once, and they couldn't sing, but they could beatbox. And it was like someone right. was like, oh well, they could be like part of the group, sort of. And I was like, no, 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 they have to be able to integrate into the group and draw those parallels. Mm-hmm. But they have to know how to sing, and they from that they beatbox. No, that makes a lot of sense, and I think that's uh, why you're successful, and I think that's why. I think a lot of beatboxers find success. And I think we're going to get to that with one of our last songs of the hour. We're actually going to play the hour out with it. And that's the song you selected, Leah. And that's called Run To You by Pentatonix. Mm-hmm. And that's an original song by them. And um, I'd love to talk about that for just like a hot second. Yeah. And the because on that one, uh, when you said like, let's do that one, I was like, what? That's the one where the guy doesn't beatbox. And you're like, yeah, I know. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think that, I mean, that, per- I mean, I think that's a great way to end the episode because that speaks exactly to what we're talking about in mm-hmm. regards to like being a part of the group and being a vocalist and being a full fledged, like they could get in, even if they didn't beatbox, the beatboxing is just right. another thing that like, cause I'm sure you got into what she said, cause you're a great singer. And then the beatboxing was, you know, an added um, something that made you a more attractive candidate. So um, I'd love to just wrap up talking a little bit more about what seems to be your like philosophy on mm-hmm. singing equals beatboxing, and it's all one big happy family, best of both right. worlds. Right. I think that um, like my experience and what she sh- and what she <laughs> said <laughs> and what she said. I just spat out water. Um, sorry. <laughs> okay. So my experience and what she said would be like completely different if I wasn't able to sing you know I feel very we're a very close group of people um and a lot of that is because of the connection we make when we're singing together um and so I think that uh beatboxing is just something that adds to it right I don't think that you could have an acapella group without a beatboxer you couldn't have a beat if you just had a beatboxer they'd you know have a great party trick but they wouldn't (laughs) be very cool on their own right yeah so Um, I think that singing is something that is really important. I think that a beatboxer who can add to a group is important, but not just add for those upbeat 
songs, right? Like for mm-hmm. me, my favorite songs are the ones that I don't beatbox on. Ah. And that's because those are the songs where I feel most in touch with the group, where I feel, you know, looking around when we're singing, like that's when I feel that kind of emotional connection that you make through singing. Um, you know, when I'm beatboxing, I'm having a great time, I'm jamming out, I'm dancing, and it's so much fun. And I think it creates a really nice balance for that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's really important to be able to balance the two. And that's something that I've really loved about my experience. And what she said is it, the, there's always a question, okay, well, is this, you know, like the music director, or the president will say, you know, is this, is this a good balance? Like, have we found the right balance for this concert or for this set list of, you know, singing to beatboxing? And I love having that dialogue because mm-hmm. it allows for me to really feel like a full-on member. If it was just, okay, Leah's going to beatbox, that I wouldn't necessarily feel as connected to the group. But because yeah. I have that singing experience, which as I've said, like, acapella, for me at least, is about that vocal sound that a group can make you know, not necessarily the beatboxer. So being able to be a part of that vocal sound and something that helps, you know, make make it what it is. I think, you know, acapella, it's small groups, so every individual's voice matters. Um, and so I really value that experience and what she said. I can think of no better way to end this episode. <laughs> so we're going to play the episode out with Run To You by Pentatonix. Again, this has been another fun episode of Tacapella. Leah, thank you so much for coming on. You've been a great guest. Thank and you for having me. Absolutely. So if people want to get to like find your group, what she said, do you guys have a mm-hmm. Facebook? We do. We have a Facebook group. Just search what she said and it'll pop up. Um, we also are on YouTube under UPS Acapella. Awesome. And then you guys have a SoundCloud as well, don't you? We do have a SoundCloud, and that link can be found through our Facebook page as well. Boom. Awesome. I'm sure you'll be getting plenty of messages, and we'll play you guys plenty more here on the station. Everyone, thanks for listening to another fun episode of Tacapella with guest Leah Kelly, the beatboxing master. We're going to play it out with Run To You by Pentatonix. And for everything Acapella, you're already in the right place. Acaville Radio. you who are standing there tried it was true as your glance met my stare but your heart drifted off like the land split by sea I tried to go to follow, to kneel down at your feet I'll run I'll run I'll run to
broken bones and tattered clothes I've run out of time I'll Just set me free